0: Hi, I'm Cassandra Fredrickson And I'm Norman Mitchell And we're the hosts of Lord of the Rings Minute The daily podcast where we discuss, appreciate, and delve too deep into the Lord of the Rings Extended Editions One minute at a time You know there's a Balrog down there, right? It'll be fine. <laughs> Have you ever wondered about Hobbit Economy or how wizards get their mail? Are you also in awe of Hugo Weaving's eyebrows? Then join us every Monday through Friday on our mission, quest, thing, only on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back, everybody, to Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And today, we're talking about Minute 87 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Minute 87 starts with Hermione approaching the boys as they play their chess match, and it ends with Harry getting out of bed. Um, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. Got a little ahead of myself. (laughs) A little bit. Ron makes his move. Queen to E5. To destroy Harry's knight from the last minute. And uh, the queen picks up her chair and she smashes it over the, the knight on his horse and breaks him into pieces. Mighty says it's barbaric. Barbaric, I tell you. She's very dramatic. She says, that's barbaric. And Ron says, "That's wizard's chess." Like he's so like smug about it. Like I that. love it. I love the like the, the 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 back and forth between the two of them. He's like, he's like, "Yeah, have you not? Have you never seen wizard's chess before?" Live. You can't handle it. Then Get out of the Great Hall. Get out of the Great Hall. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's terrible. Uh, he says, "I see you've packed," and she goes, "I see you haven't." So it's Christmas, and Hermione has packed her bags. Which means she's going home for the holidays. Christmas. For Christmas. And Ron isn't. Do the rest of the Weasleys go home this Christmas? No, I I assume if he's not going, then all of them are going. I'm going to fight you on this. Why would he be the one to not go and the other ones wouldn't? Because Harry's not going home.
1: And Ron doesn't want Harry to be alone at Christmas.
0: That's cute because we do not see any other Weasleys until after Christmas is over. You're right. So I think it's I think it's for Harry. He, he's being the nice one yeah. to stay home to stay to school since Harry has nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And they're all going out of town, so he has That's an excuse cute. to use. That's cute. They're going to Romania to visit his brother Charlie. Yep. He studies dragons there. Do you know what makes him really upset? Why bring up Dragon Tamer Charlie, if we're not going to see him when we see the dragon in the movie. They don't bring him into the movie, he's in the book and it makes sense that he's in the book, but why use this, like, why, why foreshadow something that's not gonna happen? Yeah. Yeah. So, what's what's the point of all of that? Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. Oh, well. We're going to get the dragon real soon. Norbert is coming, you guys. I hope you're ready. Real soon. I have some real special guests lined up that I hope make it for those two minutes when the egg hatches. I am stoked. You guys should be, too. Uh, Any of you out there who listen to a lot of minute shows probably have an idea of who I would be thinking of. But moving on from that... (laughs) Ron's not going, uh, home for Christmas. He's staying at Hogwarts with Harry. And so, Hermione tells them, well, you can help Harry then. He's going to be in the library looking for information on Nicholas Flamel. Nicholas Flamel! I'm excited that, um that we're gonna get to talk about him. I'm gonna say this every time his name comes up until we finally <laughs> get to talk about so him. Until we finally get to talk about him. Until we finally get to talk about him because he is one of my favorite. Non-present characters in the entire series. <laughs> I think Nicholas Flamel <laughs> would have been really interesting if we actually got to see him in any of the books or movies, right? I almost, I almost kind of wanted, like, or expected it to happen. With Even if how it was only for like moments, they were talking about him. There only for beginning. this movie, though. Yeah, in the, in the first book or whatever, but uh, they didn't go yeah, that route. As the series goes on, uh Joe gets further away from real-world examples of people. Yeah. And, then, can, and deeper into her own lore. Right. Which makes sense and is fine. But I do like, I like when, like, Merlin and Flamel and Agrippa are mentioned, like, people that we get to talk about that are, like, real people. That's fun. Mm-hmm. That is fun. Um, We only heard Nicholas Flamel's name yesterday? Yeah, the day before yesterday. The day before yesterday. And Ron says, we've already looked in the library hundreds of times. Or a hundred times. I mean, it is Christmas. And that was the day after Halloween, right? right? So, I suppose it's been a month and a half. Approximately. Approximately. So they've been spending the entire time in the library, like all their free time between classes, like in the library looking for information on Nicholas Flamel. I'm glad they didn't do a montage sequence, but at the same time we don't get any impression that they've actually been looking in the library for anything about natives, no. Right. I don't feel like they're doing any research. It's not present in this movie. She <laughs> categories of me. Right. She 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 agrees. She agrees. They've looked a hundred times. A hundred times. A hundred times. But not in the restricted section. Happy Christmas. She tells them Happy Christmas. I think it's like, yeah, they ha- they say Happy Christmas and not okay. Christmas. Okay. I have two things to talk about here. Okay. First, I want to talk about Ron's response, because it's the shorter topic, when he says, I think we've had a bad influence on her. Which I think is really funny. Because earlier she was nervous about, like, You'll get us killed, or worse, expelled. And now she's like, go sneak around in the restricted section of the library. Good luck. Happy Christmas. Chuffs off. Um. Ron's right. They have had a bad influence on her. Right. Yeah. Because she would not have even said anything like that. <laughs> no. Earlier in school no. year. So, I looked up... This happy Christmas business. Uh, business. business. Apparently, um, saying Merry Christmas uh, only seems to go back the last couple hundred years. Several hundred years, actually. It says the first record of it was in 1534 when John Fisher, an English, uh, an English Catholic bishop in the 1500s, wrote it in a letter to Thomas Cromwell. In 1534, he said, and this our Lord God send you a Merry Christmas and a comfortable to your heart's desire. Um, and then there was a uh carol. Um, where's the carol? There was a Christmas carol that use the line, Merry Christmas, that I can't seem to find in this article that I was reading from on whychristmas.com. However, in A Christmas Carol, the book by Charles Dickens, which was published in 1843, the phrase Merry Christmas appears 21 separate times. Alone. And so he's also maybe attributed with, like, the transition between Happy Christmas and Merry Christmas. There were a lot of Christmas traditions that have sort of fallen out of favor that were brought back, like, resurgent by uh, Charles Dickens in his book, The Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. Which I think is really cool. So that's uh that's Merry Christmas versus Happy Christmas. I don't know if Happy Christmas is still used in the UK. And that's why it's present in this movie? Or if the wizarding culture is just rooted further back in the past? Right. Like they keep those older traditions, traditions. maybe? I don't know. That's yeah. what it seems so. Right? So she says, Happy Christmas, and I then she that. turns on her heels and, and she's gone. This is the look on her face. I think, we had a bad I think we've had a bad influence on her. Cut to Hedwig! We see Hedwig. So cute. Hanging out in the boys' dormitory. And, uh, Ron yelling for Harry to get up. Harry climbs out of bed. And he's gonna start going down the stairs. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yep, he's running runnin out. He's the, running out the door. Running out the door. Like, Whoa, what's going on? It's Christmas! He's like, Harry, Harry. Wake up, Harry. Uh, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> Is Ron and Harry the only ones there? That's what it feels like. It feels <laughs> like everybody else is gone. Yeah. Every other Gryffindor went home. Yeah, or they're kids still kids. in bed. No, all the upperclassmen are still in bed, and they're like, why are these children screaming right now? Right, they're like, all the 16 and 17-year-olds are like, They're uh, like, I don't want to go home to my family for Christmas. I'm just going to stay here. Stupid teenagers, you know. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all upset. about these Harry kids Ross are screaming with, like these stupid at, 11-year-olds. Like, 7 a.m. Yelling over 11. their presents. Yeah. We'll get to that tomorrow. <laughs> presents. Tomorrow we get presents. 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 I'm really happy. Christmas is great. We could have timed this so that we could have had Christmas in December, but we would have had to start too early. Wasn't ready then. Christmas in March, you guys. And a singing cat. Yeah. And a happy new year. Right. <laughs> Mischief managed. <laughs>